chapter twelve of the may flower and miscellaneous writings by harriet beecher stowe this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the may flower and miscellaneous writings by harriet beecher stowe chapter twelve mrs a and mrs b or what she thinks about it mrs a and mrs b were next-door neighbours and intimate friends that is to say they took tea with each other very often and in confidential strains discoursed of stockings and pocket-handkerchiefs of puddings and carpets of cookery and domestic economy through all its branches i think on the whole said mrs a with an air of profound reflection that gingerbread is the cheapest and healthiest cake one can make i make a good deal of it and let my children have as much as they want of it i used to do so said mrs b but i haven't had any made these two months ah why not said mrs a why it is some trouble and then though it is cheap it is cheaper not to have any and on the whole the children are quite as well contented without it and so we are fallen into the way of not having any but one must keep some kind of cake in the house said mrs a so i have always heard and thought and practised said mrs b but really of late i have questioned the need of it the conversation gradually digressed from this point into various intricate speculations on domestic economy and at last each lady went home to put her children to bed a fortnight after the two ladies were again in conclave at mrs b s tea-table which was graced by some unusually nice gingerbread i thought you had given up making gingerbread said mrs a you told me so a fortnight ago at my house so i had said mrs a but since that conversation i have been making it again why so oh i thought that since you thought it economical enough certainly i might and that if you thought it necessary to keep some sort of cake in the closet perhaps it was best i should mrs a laughed well now said she i have not made any gingerbread or cake of any kind since that same conversation indeed no i said to myself if mrs b thinks it will do to go without cake in the house i suppose i might as she says it is some additional expense and trouble and so i gave it up both ladies laughed and you laughed too my dear lady reader but have you never done the same thing have you never altered your dress or your arrangements or your housekeeping because somebody else was of a different way of thinking or managing and may not that very somebody at the same time have been moved to make some change through a similar observation on you a large party is to be given by the young lads of inn to the young lassies of the same place they are to drive out together to a picnic in the woods and to come home by moonlight the weather is damp and uncertain the ground chill and young people as in all ages before the flood and since not famous for the grace of prudence for all which reasons almost every mamma hesitates about her daughter's going thinks it a very great pity the thing has been started i really don't like this thing says mrs g it's not a kind of thing that i approve of and if mrs x was not going to let her daughters go i should set myself against it how mrs x who is so very nice in her notions can sanction such a thing i cannot see i am really surprised at mrs x 
all this time poor unconscious mrs x is in a similar tribulation this is a very disagreeable affair to me she says i really have almost a mind to say that my girls shall not go but mrs g s daughters are going and mrs c s and mrs w s and of course it would be idle for me to oppose it i should not like to cast any reflections on a course sanctioned by ladies of such prudence and discretion in the same manner mrs a b and c and the good matrons through the alphabet generally with doleful lamentations each one consents to the thing that she allows not and the affair proceeds swimmingly to the great satisfaction of the juveniles now and then it is true some individual sort of body who might be designated by the angular and decided letters k or l says to her son or daughter no i don't approve of the thing and is deaf to the oft urged mrs a b and c do so i have nothing to do with mrs a b and c's arrangements says this impracticable mrs k or l i only know what is best for my children and they shall not go again mrs g is going to give a party and now shall she give wine or not mrs g has heard an abundance of temperance speeches and appeals heard the duties of ladies in the matter of sanctioning temperance movements aptly set forth but none of these things move her half so much as another consideration she has heard that mrs d introduced wine into her last soiree mrs d s husband has been a leading orator of the temperance society and mrs d is no less a leading member in the circles of fashion now mrs g s soul is in great perplexity if she only could be sure that the report about mrs d is authentic why then of course the thing is settled regret it as much as she may she cannot get through her party without the wine and so at last come the party and the wine mrs d who was incorrectly stated to have had the article at her last soiree has it at her next one and quotes discreet mrs g as her precedent mrs p is greatly scandalized at this because mrs g is a member of the church and mr d a leading temperance orator but since they will do it it is not for her to be nice and so she follows the fashion mrs n comes home from church on sunday rolling up her eyes with various appearances of horror and surprise well i am going to give up trying to restrain my girls from dressing extravagantly it's of no use trying no use in the world why mother what's the matter exclaimed the girls aforesaid delighted to hear such encouraging declarations why didn't you see mrs k s daughters sitting in the pew before us with feathers in their bonnets if mrs k is coming out in this way i shall give up i shan't try any longer i am going to get just what i want and dress as much as i've a mind to girls you may get those visites that you were looking at at mr b s store last week the next sunday mrs k s girls in turn begin there mamma you are always lecturing us about economy and all that and wanting us to wear our old mantillas another winter and there are mrs n s girls shining out in new visites mamma looks sensible and judicious and tells the girls they ought not to see what people are wearing in church on sundays but it becomes evident before the week is through that she has not forgotten the observation she is anxiously pricing visites and looking thoughtful as one on the eve of an important determination and the next sunday the girls appear in full splendour with new visites to the increasing horror 
of mrs n so goes the shuttlecock back and forward kept up on both sides by most judicious hands in like manner at a modern party a circle of matrons sit in edifying conclave and lament the degeneracy of the age these parties that begin at nine o'clock and end at two or three in the morning are shameful things says fat mrs q complacently fanning herself n b mrs q is plotting to have one the very next week and has come just to see the fashions oh dreadful dreadful exclaim in one chorus meek mrs m and tall mrs f and stiff mrs j they are very unhealthy says mrs f they disturb all family order says mrs j they make one so sleepy the next day says mrs m they are very laborious to get up and entirely useless says mrs q at the same time counting across the room the people that she shall invite next week mrs m and mrs f diverge into a most edifying strain of moral reflections on the improvement of time the necessity of sobriety and moderation the evils of conformity to the world till one is tempted to feel that the tract society ought to have their remarks for general circulation were one not damped by the certain knowledge that before the winter is out each of these ladies will give exactly such another party and now are all these respectable ladies hypocritical or insincere by no means they believe every word they say but a sort of necessity is laid upon them a spell and before the breath of the multitude their individual resolution melts away as the frosty tracery melts from the window-panes of a crowded room a great many do this habitually resignedly as a matter of course ask them what they think to be right and proper and they will tell you sensibly coherently and quite to the point in one direction ask them what they are going to do ah that is quite another matter they are going to do what is generally done what mrs a b and c do they have long since made over their conscience to the keeping of the public that is to say of good society and are thus rid of a troublesome burden of responsibility again there are others who mean in general to have an opinion and will of their own but imperceptibly as one and another take a course opposed to their own sense of right and propriety their resolution quietly melts and melts till every individual outline of it is gone and they do as others do yet is this influence of one human being over another in some sense god appointed a necessary result of the human constitution there is scarcely a human being that is not varied and swerved by it as the trembling needle is swerved by the approaching magnet oppose conflict with it as one may at a distance yet when it breathes on us through the breath and shines on us through the eye of an associate it possesses an invisible magnetic power he who is not at all conscious of such impressibility can scarce be amiable or human nevertheless one of the most important habits for the acquisition of a generous and noble character is to learn to act individually unswerved by the feelings and opinions of others it may help us to do this to reflect that the very person whose opinion we fear may be in equal dread of ours and that the person to whom we are looking for a precedent may at that very time be looking to us
in short mrs a if you think that you could spend your money more like a christian than in laying it out on a fashionable party go forward and do it and twenty others whose supposed opinion you fear will be glad of your example for a precedent and mrs b if you do think it would be better for your children to observe early hours and form simple habits than to dress and dance and give and go to juvenile balls carry out your opinion in practice and many an anxious mother who is of the same opinion will quote your example as her shield and defence and for you young ladies let us pray you to reflect individuality of character maintained with womanly sweetness is an irresistible grace and adornment have some principles of taste for yourself and do not adopt every fashion of dress that is in vogue whether it suits you or not whether it is becoming or not but without a startling variation from general form let your dress show something of your own taste and opinions have some principles of right and wrong for yourself and do not do everything that every one else does because every one else does it nothing is more tedious than a circle of young ladies who have got by rote a certain set of phrases and opinions all admiring in the same terms the same things and detesting in like terms certain others with anxious solicitude each dressing thinking and acting one as much like another as is possible a genuine original opinion even though it were so heretical as to assert that jenny lind is a little lower than the angels or that shakespeare is rather dull reading would be better than such a universal dead sea of acquiescence these remarks have borne reference to the female sex principally because they are the dependent the acquiescent sex from nature and habit and position most exposed to be swayed by opinion and yet too in a certain very wide department they are the lawgivers and custom-makers of society if amid the multiplied schools whose advertisements now throng our papers purporting to teach girls everything both ancient and modern high and low from playing on the harp and working pincushions up to civil engineering surveying and navigation there were any which could teach them to be women to have thoughts opinions and modes of action of their own such a school would be worth having if one half of the good purposes which are in the hearts of the ladies of our nation were only acted out without fear of anybody's opinion we should certainly be a step nearer the millennium End of chapter twelve